Um, hello, folks, and welcome to the virtual cafe. I'm your host, Shagila Salami. Um, what can I get you today? Hi, my name is Elliot Katz. I'm an author and speechwriter, and now working on changing the men of the world. My latest book is called Being the Strong Man a Woman Wants Timeless Wisdom on Being a Man. And I would like a chai tea, please. Oh, perfect. And hello, Elliot. Um, what would you like to have with your drink? Just straight. Oh, thank you. Um, that shouldn't be a minute. Um, who's next, please? Um, I'm Linda Watley. I'm also an author. My book is Soldier with a Backpack, Living and Dying Simultaneously. And I would like a nice cup of coffee, please. How would you like it, and what would you like with it? I would like two creams and a sugar and some peanut butter cookies. Nice, nice. We'll get the little human to it right away. Um, who's next, please? Hi, my name is Leo Dufresne, and I live in San Diego, and I'm also an author. And um, I, in addition to writing, I'm an engineer, and I enjoy time with my children and grandchildren. And uh, my latest book is called Touched Up. Um, I'd, if you only serve coffee, I'll have coffee, but I'd prefer a draft if you have something on draft. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I want crisps. You gotta have crisps with your draft, so please, I want some. I want some crisps. <laughs> I'm sorry, little humans are not allowed to touch drafts. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll have a coffee then. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think the cops would, would, would censor us and lock us all in jail if we let Lou humans. Yes. <laughs> she's laughing and you think she's yeah. had a sip as well. Yes. <laughs> okay, um, that's fine. We'll get your coffee in a second while she's getting through the other orders. Um, who's next, please? Hi, my name's Jeannie Ewing. I'm a hybrid author. I'm also a paid blogger and an indie editor and a frequent guest on radio shows. So I have a self-published book out called Navigating Deep Waters, Meditations for Caregivers. And then my latest book that's coming out in May is traditionally published. It's called From Grief to Grace, The Journey from Tragedy to Triumph. And I live in northern Indiana. And I would like tea. Nice. Thank you. And how would you like your tea? With honey and lemon, please. Nice, nice. Okay, that shouldn't be a second. Um, whilst the little woman, she's got to climb stools and whatnot, you know. She's heightened and depraved at the moment. <laughs> um, okay, so um, if you bear, I hope you're not in a hurry, though, while she's taking her time to get your orders ready. Not at all. Okay, perfect. Um, whilst, we, uh, whilst we are waiting, um, and you guys just seem to have such amazing things, like one of you is a speechwriter and an engineer, um, so like it's just so, like you, get, you seem to be filled with lots of wisdom, like how do you think of an engineer being uh, an author at the same time you think they just do engineering stuff, it's so amazing, um, but I mean what do you think about this though? Um, Amazon seems bent on you know d dominating the digital world. You know they've got their hands in lots of different pies that I'm not even going to go into. Um, but I mean one of the most popular ones that they seem to be dominating is the digital world. Um, <clears throat> so they've also published and um, purchased 
Goodreads, which is like a Facebook for book lovers, uh, amongst other things, you know, including CreateSpace. Um, what I think is a good thing about what they've done is that they've altered the game with regards to publishing books. So now anyone with a computer and internet connection can become a published author in a matter of minutes. Um, Amazon went one step further to introduce a service called Kindle Unlimited. Um, this is a service that gives readers the freedom to explore, um, you know, try out new genres, discover new authors, and dive into new adventures, you know, with unlimited access to Amazon's wide and varied book um, collection. Uh, so, Janine, what do you think about this? I think that, I mean, if a person's a Prime member, they have access to certain books for free through Kindle Unlimited, which is yeah. good But if you're a reader. But if you're a yeah. writer, it might deter people from actually purchasing your book. So, yeah. especially as an indie author, you, you know, you're you make a higher royalty when you're independently published than traditionally published. And so, yeah. that's something that I think is kind of a downside if you're the writer. If you're the reader, it's a huge benefit, but as a writer, it, there's kind of a, a negative to that too. Mm-mm, 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 interesting, interesting, but, okay, it's just, it's just, see, because, you know, most times you would think, oh, right, okay, well, Amazon are doing this, they've given um, authors, you know, the platform, you know, to publish their books, you know, so it can only, you know, it can only be good, um, and how about you, Linda, what do you think about Amazon dominating the digital world, and now introducing, um, Kindle Unlimited. I mean, surely it's a good thing for indie authors, um, as readers can now take a chance, you know, on them more. You know, whereas before they would have to buy books, and so some might not want to pay, um, you know, buy a book that they've not, you know, they don't know the author. So, what do you think? Like she said, it has the pros and cons to it. I'd like it from the standpoint that I'm a person. I like to review new authors' books, and so that gives me a chance to not have to pay large sums of money to do it. Because yeah. I can read a lot of books and I enjoy being the five-star person because I feel like if you put effort into a book, I think that's enough for a five-star to me because that takes a lot to process. Yeah. The flip side of it is for some reason those digital downloads are ended up on sites that people mm -hmm. are taking your book to and they're, they're saying you can read it for free if you join my club, see. So you kind of lose control of it. Whereas mm. when, yeah, when you go paperback though, your numbers, you can see them, you can be more personal, and then it just feels more normal. It's almost like we turn it into Androids or something because everything is so electronic. <laughs> so I kind of like the book myself, hold it in my hand, sign it in and hand it to somebody instead. Oh, they downloaded my book. Who was that? I'll never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that's that sounds that sounds um good. Okay. Um and how about you who am I who am I see I'm forgetting names now. Uh <laughs> it's like I'm having bread, it's, it's a baby bread. It's like it's a nice sunny day in London, but the weather is really cold, so it's like yeah, I think the cold is affecting my brain so that I can't even um remember stuff. So we've had let me see. Oh my god, I'm having proper baby brain today, seriously. You're fine. I <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like seriously, my brain cells is just drawing the black. So, Janine, ah, right here, I know. Leah, what do you think? Well, you know, I agree with the points that are made, and I really think it's it depends on where you are at in your career and your perspective in terms of being an author. But yeah. for me, 
I think you know we're just trying to be heard to to you know rise above the noise. Yeah. And I think Kindle Unlimited, Amazon, Alof offer you, you know, the amazing potential to at least get in the yeah. channel, to have a chance to be yeah. heard. Now, yeah, there's it's definitely true. You can make more money. Perhaps you might lose something by doing it. But the alternative of never being heard is, you know, for me, it's it's just it's a no-brainer. But you know, and I there's a really good blog I read, Hugh Howie, who obviously has done quite well. And he supports it too. So I think there are some, you know, as others have said, there's pros and cons. But I'm I'm very much in favor mm, of it. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, no, that's that's interesting. I mean, Elliot, what one tip would you give an aspiring or a newbie author with regards to Amazon? Um, when you started out as an author, what was your first light bulb moment? Like, what what was it that made you go, aha? You know, uh, that you wish you knew then, um, that you knew now. Well, it's interesting. I was I was like Linda. I like paper books. But I like to read paper. I like to mm -hmm. hold the book in my hands. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that was a mistake. I was so I thought well, no one's going to go for these ebooks, but I was wrong. And I think it's really take advantage of all the things that Amazon offers, and and you know there's lots of things that they offer. And I think all these things like Amazon Unlimited, it, it, these are good things because whatever gets you your book in front of a reader, you know, like, just think, you could put a, if you've written a novel, you could put it up on Amazon and sell it for 99 cents, and someone said, well, for 99 cents, I'll, I've never heard of that person, but I'll, I'm willing to read their book, you know, I'm not going to pay $20 for it, but that's the way you build an audience, and the same thing with Amazon Unlimited, and I've really mm. come to realize that, you know, if there's places to read a book for free, the people that will read it for free are never going to buy your book anyway, so it doesn't really matter, and the people who, who realize, yeah, I'm you know, I want to buy this book. I want to buy it because I think it's it's going to benefit me. They're going to buy your book anyway. And I just want to say other thing about Amazon. Really, Amazon has changed the world. You know, I've I've been doing this a while. And with my book, I, I you know I've made arrangements to sell the book with a distributor, with a publisher in India, and a distributor in Australia. And it was mm -hmm. so much effort to ship books to Australia. It was like exhausting. Mm -hmm. You know, I had to mm -hmm. go through so much. And now, with you put your book on Amazon Kindle. It's for, for sale all the world, including Asia and Australia, in minutes. It's like, whoa, it's changed the yeah. world and really has created so many opportunities for authors that really, uh, I, I, think, I think it's the best thing. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Amazon. Mm -hmm. But then I've seen some, because um, I'm also on Goodreads, and I see some authors sort of complain, and I've read some blogs where authors complain that um, Kindle Unlimited doesn't pay authors what they deserve. So um, before I became an author, you know, I, Kindle Unlimited was there. And from what I've read, the way that Amazon pays authors prior to Kindle Unlimited is worse now than it was before. So some authors were saying that their ink from Kindle Unlimited was more than it is now because they pay less than a cent um, per page that's read. So some authors don't like it. And that's why I've actually seen some people say that they would rather take their book out of Kindle Unlimited, you know, and then make their book available on other platforms because if they put it exclusively on Kindle Unlimited, then they're restricting, you know, access to their book. So, I mean, all of you, what do you think about that? Like, you know, is that, I mean, there are pros and cons of it, but is it better for an author to put his, make his book or his work available on other platforms or is it worth, um, you know, being exclusive on Kindle or on Amazon? Well, Amazon has such a big market. I mean, 
you could say, well, you don't get paid as much, but still you're reaching people that you probably wouldn't reach otherwise. And so whatever you get, I mean, you know, whatever you get appreciated and you're building your audience, you're building your market. And as, 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 you, as that audience gets bigger and bigger, you will make more and more money as long as you're providing good quality work. It really comes down to, you know, good quality. Oh, I can't hear you. Is it yeah. just me? Your audience. Can you guys hear him? No. No. Sorry, Elliot. Your line was going out. Okay. What I said was. Hello. He's <laughs> <laughs> gone. Hello. Well, I, yeah. I'll just can I just jump in for a second? Okay. I think I think um I think uh, can can everyone hear me? Because we're seeing yes. Elliot. Can you see? Okay. So I think yes. it's a per I think it's a personal preference if you choose to have your book available in other platforms. I I know an indie author who has chosen to do that, and she really likes Smashed Words, Ingram Spark. She said that she reaches an, a different audience than just through Amazon. I only have my book available through Amazon and Kindle, but and I, I mean I, I see moderate success with that. But she really says that she's sold a lot more books, reached a wider audience by having hers available on other platforms. So I think it's a personal preference of the author, really. No, go on. Sorry. Sorry. So um, you know, I think. Touching on what I believe Elliot was saying too, we talk about this in my writers group all the time, and there are several of them who, you know, make their book available through other platforms. I think it's really return on investment. It takes time on these other platforms, and you know, what do you get for return? So some people, maybe in a particular genre, they pick up a lot of other readers that they wouldn't have gotten through Amazon. And so, and that way, I guess I am agreeing with you. It is a personal decision, but I look at it as a business decision. And as an author, we only have so much time that you want to spend marketing. Yes. I'm happy with Amazon, but I agree it yeah. might not be right for everybody. Mm, I, think, mm. I think it's a good idea to have it on unlimited and other resources because, like for me, I have a serious message to get out about post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm. And when I went through that source on Amazon. When it came out, it was on the top 100 with Amazon, so people were actually getting to it that I would have never be able to reach. I mean, I made the top 100 without even being face-to-face -face with somebody, so it do have its pros and cons. Like they say, if you stand for the message and the art, that's fantastic, but if it's your income for life, then that's mm. another story how you're going to approach it. But basically, yep. I agree with the idea that it's reaching so many people that you can't reach by foot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's true. Yes, yes. Okay, no, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, thank you for that. It's so, it's like, you know, sometimes you just hear so many, um, you know, information going on that, you know, it's sort of quite difficult to make a decision, um, you know, on which one. Um, 
And I think it was Leo that said, you know, it's a business de uh, decision. So, I mean, how do you decide, though? So, if someone, if someone's, um, you know, has, you know, is newly starting out as an author, has got his manuscript, you know, he's got it edited, better read, you know, done everything professionally, and then he's now faced with this decision. He's never published a book before, and he's now faced with this decision as to, okay, do I go with Kindle Unlimited and have my book exclusively there, or do I put it on? Amazon and then have it on other platforms like what sort of things should guide that author in deciding what to go? Well I think you know we've all kind of touched on it a little bit that mm -hmm. it, what it really comes back to is what is your personal goal? Why did you write this book? And mm -hmm. did you write it because you have a message that you want people to hear? <laughs> Or did you write it because this is your career and you need to, you know, you're trying to make an income or, or build a career out of it? And I think that you have to keep that in mind when you're every time you information from your peers. And it's it's great to have all these opportunities, but I think in the end you got to keep coming back to why did I write this book? Mm, mm, now that that that's 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 perfect actually. Um, Okay, so Elliot, tell us about your latest book. What did you say the title is again? What is it about? The book is called Being the Strong Man and Woman Wants, Timeless Wisdom on Being a Man, and it's part of my plan to change the men of the world. Uh -huh. uh, one, one thing I realized was that a lot of men today were not taught the teachings that fathers and other older male role models used to teach younger men, and it's really led to a lot of frustration uh, with their wives, with women, and so my goal is to teach men, today's men, these teachings and, mm. and you know, sort of bring peace in relationships and families and, yes. you know, kind of reduce the, the, the painful breakups that often happen. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Thanks. And what inspired you to write this book? Um, how many? Uh, how long did it take you to write it? Do you did you do any um, research with the information? I can't even speak properly anymore today. This cold is affecting my brain cells. Well, like a lot of books of this type, it was really my own journey. I was married, divorced, and at first I blamed the other person. Mm -hmm. Then I came to the point of asking myself, what do I have to learn from this? And that really mm -hmm. set me off on a journey to say, well, what does it really mean to be a man in relationships? I, I Listen to other men. We're all confused. Messages, but be sensitive. Develop your feminine side, and we're trying so hard, and but it doesn't work. Mm. And then I read all these books about relationships, and then you know they really didn't say anything to me. And then when I turned to the teachings that fathers and other older male role models used to teach younger men, it blew me away because it coincided with what I heard. Women complain is lacking in men today. They don't show leadership. They don't make decisions. They don't take responsibility. There seems to be this giant disconnect between all these messages that men hear and what women really want. So, I, you know, first I wrote the book. I, I did a lot of research and writing, and then, you know, I, at first I thought I was writing it for myself and my group of friends who we all needed it. And then I kind of realized, well, maybe this is kind of widespread over the North America. And then, you know, I, when the book came out, I I got interest from publishers in foreign countries and. But gradually sold uh, translation rights to major publishers in 24 countries in Europe, Asia, Latin America, and Africa. I realized this is you know of the world that that men of this generation were not taught these teachings about being a man. So I've decided time to change the men in the world, and, and publishing this book is part of it. And let me just mm. share one 
I've got a lot of feedback, but women are the biggest supporters. And one said to me, if my husband of 38 years had understood these basic but crucial truths, my marriage would not have disintegrated. And one, a man wrote to me, I can't tell you how many times my wife would tell me to grow up and be a man. I thought she was being ridiculous, overly dramatic. I thought I was being a good provider and a good father. I wish I could have found this book a year and a half ago. It could have saved my relationship. Hmm. Mm, mm, interesting. Um, Leo, have you read the book? Oh, oh yeah. And and I first I have to I want to um, congratulate or praise Elliot for having the courage to write this book, because it definitely flies in the face of what I would say the what the present um, feeling as far as the roles between men and women. Um, mm -hmm. And I lo I personally love the book, um, which mm -hmm. I I shared with Elliot offline. Um, you know, for me, I would have liked to have the book when I was younger, but I don't think I was mature enough at that time to really embrace what he was trying to teach. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I've followed probably the same journey. I've been married for over 30 years, and this was, this really, for me, it spoke truth. It was a very good book. Oh, good. Good, good, good. And how about you, Linda? Have you read the book as well? I love that book. <laughs> the thing that I like about that book, it reminded me of how simple it was for a man to be a man so long ago. All they had to do was provide. And everything else was up to the woman. But yeah. he showed that that was not a good way to go, that it had to be a balance. And the way he bring it about, it's like even the woman is gaining her role in his book, too. He wrote it for men, but he also wrote it for women on a slide. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He let us know what we could do to, you know, re-enhance the man as well. So it went both ways. And the way he did it, I love his grandpa. <laughs> his, grandpa his grandpa was patient with him as he taught him. So this whole dynamic, how he put it together and the, how they spent time together out in the woods and farm and all that good stuff, it was just so natural and enriching for me that I want to share with my son who is almost 40 and he's not married yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I mean did any of you not like anything about the book or was it all praise? Surely everything has something, there's always a downside to something. Um, come on. Janine, well, what? I, I actually haven't read it yet, Elliot, but I'm really interested. It sounds like something my husband and I would love because we have a whole collection of books about relationships and marriage, and I actually have a background in psychology, so I, I think it sounds really refreshing that, you know, we're kind of given this message. I'm part of the Gen X generation, but, you know, I grew up with this more androgynous message with both sexes, and I mm. think that it's good that we should reclaim, like, as a woman, I should reclaim what it means to be authentically feminine. And, and my husband should be proud of being authentically masculine. And those are good complementary qualities that we bring to our to a marriage, to a friendship, to uh, a parent-child relationship. So I'm really excited about your book. And I, I'm sorry I didn't get a chance to read it before this conversation, but I have a, a daughter with a rare genetic condition, and we go to doctor's appointments all the time. And I read a lot of other books for review. And actually, when I get your book, I will review it because it sounds awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Nice, nice, nice. Thanks, guys. Um, so have you read any indie books in the last year? Um, if so, what was the best one for you? Why did you like it? Um, what about you, Elliot? 
Well, I read a, a book called uh, Ski Love Zen by Earl Tucker. It's a story about uh, the author's adventure spending a year skiing the major mountains of North America and what he learns about life. And it's, uh, the book starts with he's skiing uh, North Montreal and, with a friend, and this friend hits a tree and ends up dying as a result of that accident. And so he realizes he has to grasp life and squeeze every bit of adventure he can out of life. And it's very inspiring because mm. it's it, you know a lot of books are about journeys. So mine is sort of about a journey of learning. His was about a journey of experiencing life to the fullest. So it's, yeah, uh, I enjoyed it. Yes, good. Okay, and how about you, um, Linda? What was the best one for you, indie book? Okay, I'm trying to understand what that term means, indie book. <laughs> Self-published. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay, I didn't read so many of them. Which one would I say that really got me? It was called My Theosia, and this was about an author who shared her life journey and how she went from one family to another, and how she was. It was really a sad story, but yet she was very strong in how she pulled herself together. Yeah. And mm. like people who share their story. And they can tell you how you can make it without just being negative. That was my favorite right now. Okay. Can help out you, Leo. Well, is it okay if I cheat and give two? No, that's perfect. Okay. Because I actually have two that I read during the last year that I really liked. The first one is a book called Necromancer um, by Graham Ng. He's an English author, which um, I think you would approve of. Anyways, he has a knack... <laughs> He's got a knack for building great fantasy worlds. So the basic premise of his story is, what if a necromancer was the hero, you know, instead Ooh. of the evil? And so the story's like a light, almost a lighthearted, um, dark fantasy with a Dickensian um, city backdrop, lots of interesting magic and icky creatures, and it's written first person, and and the the uh, the narrator has got this cocky attitude and a dry wit, mm. and personally, I love the book. I think it's great. The second book that I wanted, that I really enjoyed reading, um, is called *The Chamber and the Cross*. It's by Deborah Reed and Lisa Shapiro. Mm. Wonderful adventure. It's a contemporary thriller wrapped around a medieval romance, mm. and it's also set in England and follows the lives of two women who live in this in a place called Bannock Manor. Yeah. And in 1453, Lorraine, a young French woman, is sent to England and forced to marry an older man. And then the story, you know, the other half of it is that a modern American woman inherits the very same English manner, and the two lives come together. It's a it, it's a wonderful story for people who, you know, enjoy that that genre. So both of those were really good that I I wanted to highlight. I mean, for me, the, the necromancer one just took my attention. Yeah. And, you know, especially the fact that, you know, they're making the necromancer the good guy this time around, which oh, is a yeah. big, big change. Because most times the necromancers are usually the evil, death magic yes. type, type characters. That's well, don't cool. read it because you'll get hooked on his books if you read it. So be careful. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not like I have loads of time, but yes, I will put it on my on my radar maybe one time when I okay. can magically magically make up time. You know, time time just seems to go really quickly these days. You know, sometimes you just think, oh, I'm going to do that tomorrow, and then you blink, and it's like four weeks later, and you're like, huh? So that's all good. How about you, Janine? Have you read any books, uh, indie books, in the last year that's really good? 
Yeah, I have. And I can relate to what you're saying as a slight digression because I have two young children too, so it's like my attention is <laughs> drawn in all these multiple directions all the time and it's really tough to to manage my time and to really prioritize what what should I read and what should I write. But one of the books I really like, I'm not really a fiction reader, just to preface this. Mm. I prefer nonfiction, but um, mm. I read an indie book called The Lion's Heart by Dina Hunt. And okay. it's, it's a religious fiction novel. It challenges the reader in his or her views on human sexuality. So it's very interesting because she presents a modern couple that have two children and then there's a um, an art gallery owner and he is openly gay but then he and then the husband in this marriage have a gay relationship and it just she really just goes through the ups and downs of any relationship but this in particular really, I think, for me as a reader, helped me to understand what it might be like if I were not heterosexual. And so yeah. it was just, it was really interesting. And it's not like she, she doesn't pose this in a positive light or, or a negative light necessarily. It's just kind of like this is a possibility of what it might be like for somebody. So mm. I just, I really liked that. I appreciated that. It really st struck me and stuck with me. Yeah. Okay, and what did you call the title again? The Lion's Heart by Dina Hunt. Oh, good, 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 good. Okay, so your one's sticking in my head, and again, sorry, I have baby brain, so I know that there was the one, um, what was it now, Necromancer by Graham, Graham what again? Ing, I-N-G. I-N-G, right. Uh, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to expose myself and say I can't remember all the other different titles. I'm sure we can go back go back and play it again and I'm going to remind, remind myself what it, all the other titles are. So, so for something fun, you know, seems like you, I've been graced with having such lovely authors here. Would you guys like to give a, host a book giveaway here so that anyone who comes to the virtual cafe can actually get a, enter for a chance to win a copy? What do you think? Yeah, sure. Definitely. Yes. Okay. Okay, yes. so Elliot, would you like to do a giveaway? Yes, I'd like to give away three copies of my book, Being the Strong Man a Woman Wants, Timeless Wisdom on Being a Man. To enter for a chance to win one of three copies, listeners should type one plus one equal three as a reply to the comment uh, on video's page on YouTube, and I'll choose a winner at random 30 days after it's posted. Yay! Now, I'm not even going to ask you how 1 plus 1 equals 3. <laughs> it's, it's the code. Yeah. <laughs> how about you, Linda? <laughs> I would definitely like to give away at least two copies of my book according to the program as far as timing is within, what, a couple of weeks? I'm not quite sure of the password for it, though. I think it was wacky tacky. <laughs> <laughs> but I love you, right? <laughs> wacky tacky. <laughs> wacky, right? <laughs> wacky, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. And I'm a right now person, so as soon as you're ready for them to have it, that's when they'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So will you leave a comment in the YouTube video for people to just remember, you know, to remind people what they need to do? Exactly. Okay, so they need to type Wacky Races as a code to enter to win one of two copies. Is that what you said? Yes, ma'am. Perfect, perfect, perfect. And how about you, Leo? 
Uh, sure, I'd love to participate in the giveaway. Um, I'll I will give away five cop my novel touched up and um, the code. If people would just type in I love Mitch, M I T C H, um, that's that's the main character in in my novel. Um, I'd be happy to uh, to get my book out there for people to read. Perfect. Do you want me to give a little blurb about what it's about so people can decide if they're even interested? Okay, sure. Sure. It's um, so Mitch, the main character, Mitch Peterson, is a forty-something executive in a high-tech world for blackmail and his comprehensive plans to ascend to the top of an electronics company. His carefully ordered world quickly unravels into a chaos that threatens everything he cares about. And as he puts the pieces of his life back together, he discovers something about himself that is much more than the sum of the parts. So for me, this was a book. I got instructions years ago from from at a conference from an agent. She said, "Write the book that you need to write first. Mm. Books that you want to write." So this was my need to write book. Yeah, cool, cool. And it's I love Mitch. I love Mitch. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we've got wacky races. One plus one equals three, and I love Mitch. Okay, how about you, Ginny? Yes. Yeah, I have a caregiver bundle, so I, okay. I mentioned that I have a daughter with a rare disease. It's a craniofacial condition called Abert syndrome, and this was a book that I needed to write as well as needed to read when I was a new caregiver. Um, mm. So I wrote, it's a meditation journal. It's spiritual, but not specifically religious, mm. and um, so I have a bundle, a package that I'm going to give away to anyone that writes A is for Apple as a reply to the comment that I make on the video's YouTube link, and I will choose the winner at random on Friday, April 8th. Okay, perfect, perfect, perfect. So yours is quite good, A's for Apple. That's not very, that's not very... <laughs> Hard to remember. That's easy yeah. to remember, right? <laughs> you know, I was so enjoying you guys that I was focused on listening to everything you were saying, that when it came to me, it was like, uh-oh. <laughs> I really enjoyed listening to everything that was said today. So I was just more listening than talking. I forgot to say the name of my book. My the name of my book is Soldier with a Backpack, Living and Dying Simultaneously. And it's about a mother and son's journey with post-traumatic stress disorder. Oh. Actually, I would like to add, make it five books. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I had that happen on my last, uh, one of the previous one. So one lady um, gave ten copies, and then the other lady, she originally wanted to give five, and she goes, well, I'm not going to let you all show me off now. I'm going yes. to give ten as well. <laughs> so you said you had a cold, but I was just like having a tension deficit. I was into hearing everything that was said <laughs> and enjoying it. It was so pleasant. Oh, I agree. Good. Yes. Oh, good, 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 good. See, I, I hurt myself, so some little human being, right? I'm not going to call anybody's names. Hint, hint, the one who's supposed to be getting our coffee ready. She seems to not realize that gravity is real, okay? And, you know, she seems to think that, you know, if I stand on the bed and move my leg, I'm just going to just float miraculously, you know, and then just float. And so I then had to do Spider Woman, Spider Mom thing. And then, you know, so you can imagine, right? Someone is flying through the air, and then I'm jumping like Spider Woman and trying to grab hold of someone. <laughs> so now I have this big bruise on my arm that, that's really hurt. So it's not, it's not fun. But yeah, yes. so that's, that's just 
my my little thing. So I'm just staring at it and I'm thinking, oh, my arm is sore. But yes, mummies mummies do Spider Woman things. You know, I yes. think we should get it. I think we yeah. should do you know get a, a what's it called like a sticker it's like Spider Woman superhero skills. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> But you know what, thank you so much for stopping by, you know, the virtual cafe, you know, I've learned so much from you guys um, here. I mean, if anyone comes into our virtual cafe, and you know, because you know, sometimes you have people who are eavesdropping, you know, so they might think, oh, these guys sound interesting, so how do I contact you? You know, maybe they wanted some information on your books, or they wanted some advice, you know, on, you know, publishing, you know, how can they reach you? Okay, well, they can reach me. Through my website, www.beingthestrongman.com. Mm -hmm. And if they're interested in reading the book, it's uh, Being the Strong Man a Woman Wants Timeless Wisdom on Being a Man. It's available as a paperback uh, on Amazon as well as an ebook on, on Amazon Kindle, Kobo, and iBooks. Yeah. And it's also available in bookstores. And if you go into a store and it's sold, they'll just ask them and they'll order it for you and get it to you pretty quickly. Oh, good, good, good. How about you, Leo? How can people contact you? Uh, probably the simplest way is through my website, which is www.leodufresne.com. And if you don't know how to spell my last name, you probably never read Shawshank Redemption because all the fans of that know how to spell my name. Oh, God. I've not read it, so please do us a favor and spell okay. it out. <laughs> I'm, not Andy's, and I'm not Andy's brother, but my last name is spelled D-U-F-R-E-S-N-E. Okay. So it's all one word, Leo. Yes. Friend. Okay. And is that dot com? Did you say? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Cool. Ma'am, it's like I just feel like an old woman now. I'm okay. sorry. I was military brat, so we. I speak. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Can't help it. <laughs> That's a good I, thing. Yes, yes, no. It's kind of just. It's like I don't think anyone has ever called me a ma'am before. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I think the cold freeze is affecting me, making me just laugh and just making me hyper as well. So ignore ignore me. <laughs> uh, Linda, did you say how you um how do people get in touch with you? If they would like to get in touch with me, I'm on LinkedIn as Linda D. Watley, also on Facebook as Linda D. Watley Facebook. I have my website at www.lindadiawatley.com. And if they like to send me an email, that's universallove2611 at yahoo.com. And my book, again, is Soldier with a Backpack, Living and Dying Simultaneously, available mm -hmm. on Amazon. I have an author page there that they can also reach me at. Okay. How do you spell your Watley? W-A-T-T-L-E-Y. Perfect. Perfect. How about you, Janine? Yeah, I have two websites. The first one is lovealonecreates.com, and the other is fromgrief2grace.com. The first one is more about the journey that we have with our daughter that has a rare craniofacial condition, and the second one is more of an instructional website for the person who's experiencing loss. Mm. So that's kind of that's my niche. Uh, I'm also a freelance editor for indie authors. I do developmental content and copy editing. So if anybody needs an editor, they can contact me through either of my websites that way. And I have both of my, my books listed on those websites as well. Okay. Okay. No, that's, that's, that's good. So freelance editor. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. 
Oh dear, I'm sorry, your drinks didn't come on time. Little human juice got distracted, uh, trying to reach stuff and whatnot. So my apologies, we didn't get your drinks on time. We, I will have a word with management and try to get it, get, get her to be better and quicker. Yes, we've got to start labor now. Let her understand what the working market is like. <laughs> right. Well, so um, <clears throat> that's it for today, and thank you so much. Um, <clears throat> for stopping by, sorry about that. Um, if you like the show, please spread the word by sharing it with your family and friends. Um, you can connect with me on Twitter. Uh, my handle is at Iyayetunde1, which is I-Y-A-Y-E-T-U-N-D-E, number one, figure one. Um, if you would like to be in the audience for the next show, um, or if you would like to sponsor the show, please get in touch via my website, which is www.shegilolasalami.co.uk, which is S-E-G-I-L-O-L-A-S-A-L-A-M-I.co.uk. Um, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for think um, sparing the time to come on the show. I've had so much fun listening to you all. <clears throat> Thank you very much for having us. Thank, thank you for having us. My pleasure. Sorry about your coffee. Um, and see you again next week on the Shakila Lesser Love Show. Bye now. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye.